Welcome in to the Tuesday edition of Eclipse Week Part 1, 2021, on the Fun Astrology Podcast. There you go, Thomas Miller. Welcome aboard. Glad you're stopping in today to find out what's going on up in the sky. You know, as we're thinking about the eclipse coming up on Thursday, it also dawns on me that we have solstice coming up next week as well. So let's think about solstice. And I will tell you between now and solstice, which is a week from Sunday, a very interesting aside that I narrated in an audio book that I just completed for Fred Dodson. The book isn't out yet, still not approved. When it is out, I'll certainly let you know, but it's very interesting from a standpoint of our origins, which kind of does tie into astrology. But between now and next solstice, next week's solstice, I'll tell you this really interesting story. But today, let's focus on the eclipse. And thank you for grabbing up the readings as you did yesterday. It was so it was kind of interesting because I logged on a few minutes before noon to change things over and I couldn't get on the site. I was afraid I wasn't going to make the time, but through hook and crook, but a lot of you were looking in there. Now look, I'm going to keep the readings open. I think as of recording this, there was one still available this Saturday morning if that works for you. And I'll just keep them open perpetually, and at various times, I'll post available slots, and it will be all through the times of the day. So those of you in the East, those of you in the West, those of you in other countries will all have equal shot when those times come available. Just keep checking back. And to that note, it dawned on me as I was thinking about the webpage and you guys coming in there, why not post the chart of the day on the website so that you have a really good reason to just go check that out every day. So as you're listening to the podcast, pop up the funastrology.com website, and up toward the top is the chart of the day and the aspects that we're talking about on the show. So if a picture is worth a thousand words, now you've got one to go along with these words, which today we're talking mostly about the moon staging. Yesterday, we talked about the Taurian moon. Today, that moon moves into Gemini. It happens this afternoon in the U.S., 2.47 p.m. Eastern Time, and there's about a a three-and-a-half-hour void of course before it. So the void of course starts at 11.06 a.m. The moon ingresses into Taurus at 2.47. Take a long lunch. That is, if you're on the East Coast, have a nice long breakfast or sleep in if you're on the West. Now, when that moon crosses into Gemini, it does throw a square off to Jupiter in Pisces. Jupiter has really slowed down. It's getting ready to go retrograde. It's at just almost two degrees in Pisces. So this moon this afternoon is going to square up Jupiter. I wouldn't give that a whole lot of weight, particularly because it will move so quickly. But just be aware that there might be a little bit of eh, just around expansions. But Jupiter's slowing down anyway. So if you've noticed, if you were having nightmares, like remember we did the listener question about nightmares, maybe that's subsiding a little bit, at least from the standpoint of Jupiter slowing down and getting ready to go retrograde. Now, from the square, you might have, if you're prone to that, tonight might be one of those nights that you might have kind of a doozy. Whatever Jupiter is amplifying and magnifying could be a little bit testy with emotions and our unconscious, subconscious self. I wanted to get in a very interesting listener question about the upcoming eclipse. I was just wondering if you thought that having relations during a solar eclipse can help you get pregnant and see what you think. Thank you. 
Hey, listen, I appreciate the honesty of that question and the spirit of that question, because obviously here is somebody who wants to bring a new soul into this world and is wondering if the eclipse might help that process. So thank you very much for that question. And let's bring this back to center of about eclipses. I've been thinking about this a lot since we're into the first eclipse season of this year. We'll have another one in the fall. So we just had a lunar eclipse. That in its core is a full moon. Ancients didn't understand this. What they saw was the moon go dark. So they had to construct what what was going on in nature that might be causing this. What they didn't understand were orbits and distance of orbits. And at its core, a solar eclipse like we're getting ready to have on Thursday is just nothing more than a new moon. So when you see the chart on Thursday, and I'll put up the exact time of the eclipse for that chart, that you'll see the sun and the moon conjunct in Gemini. So astronomically, what's happening is the moon on its particular orbit at this particular time is large enough that it basically will not fully block the sun, but there will be a ring around the sun. And you can go to, what is it, space.com has a map NASA.com or NASA.gov will have a map, and also timeanddate.com will have maps if you want to know where to see it. It's a pretty uh, narrow swath in parts of Europe, the Far East, and Canada, Eastern Canada. Some of the folks up in the very far northeastern parts of the United States might get a little glimpse of it, but it's mostly going to be something that if you wanted to see, watch it online. More on that as we set up the eclipse tomorrow. Now, here was something I wanted to ask. I do know that two weeks ago when we had the lunar eclipse, things got a little testy for me. I wondered how they did for you. If you have an eclipse story, would you just shoot it to me in an email? Info at funastrology.com. And if I get a bunch, I might not respond, but I would just like to see how the eclipse worked for you. Because to answer this question... The world has become full of myths and lore around eclipses, doing things that are out of the ordinary and whatnot. Let's keep in mind a full moon. So on the chart, when the moon is opposite the sun, which also can produce a lunar eclipse, is a powerful time anyway. I mean, ask the police officer, the school teacher, the, e- the nurse in the ER, the farmer whose animals will often give birth on full moons. And I absolutely do believe in following the lunar cycles through the month. So the new moon, which we're getting ready to have, the solar eclipse, is a great time to create. Now, does that mean that once a month we get a blank check from the universe to create anything we want? Well, if that's your understanding of manifesting, then then we need to go back and start on some other stuff. No, it doesn't. But I think as we try to tune in to the energies of the universe, that we are shown a definite pattern and following the moon around its cycles during the month energetically is just a good rhythm. It's a good practice. It's a good vibe to connect with nature. Now, as far as solar eclipses, I mean, there are a ton of myths out there. And the one that probably is the most prominent is many cultures would advise pregnant women not to go outside during <laughs> during during a solar eclipse. Could you imagine like the inside of a building is going to protect you? But that's how they felt. And you can kind of see how 
uh, how superstitious, I guess, would be the best way to put that, that that really is. So let's bring it back to what's real, what is energy in the sky that we like to follow, and how do we fit in with it? Well, let's be practical, and let's follow, and let's create a routine in our lives because it's tuning us in with spirituality and with the cosmos and with the energy of the planets that are representative of these energies in our lives. We're tuning in with that. It's our own little ceremony. New moons are a great time to create, and I would give it credence that an eclipse is a magnification of that energy. Now, the other very important thing that I would also mention is intention. Intentions are incredibly powerful. So if you have a ritual or a methodology of creating intentions, then I would certainly create intentions around getting pregnant. And then whatever ceremony you choose to do with your partner on Thursday and what time you choose to do that within the intention that you are setting and following that rhythm of the universe, I would say absolutely go for it. And obviously, just leave the rest and the outcome to the universe. Remember, the soul that is choosing you to be mom may not be ready to come yet and just wait until they are. It's a beautiful thing when you transcend reality and just be in the space of all is well. I hope that helps. (laughs) I'm sending you and your family love. It's a precious moment. Thank you for sharing it with us. Have a great day. We'll set up the eclipse tomorrow. Bye-bye.